Welcome to the Soliloquies podcast, episode Moving Beyond the Pattern. In this podcast, I will share some art news about a new show on Netflix. I will share some quilting news going back to our Bob Ross Cherrywood Fabrics Challenge. And I'm going to talk about finding inspiration and how you can move beyond the pattern in your art quilts. Finally, I'm going to finish with a tool tip about lighting. So first I want to talk about the Netflix show Blown Away. So I had a chance to watch all 10 episodes of this show. It's new to Netflix. And what you see in this show are glass blowers competing for a chance to win a residency at the Corning Museum of Glass in upstate New York. And what I noticed about this show is that every piece is personal and comes from individual inspiration, even though they're following challenges. And then it's crafted through careful manipulation of molten glass in a hot shop. So the glass working is their medium. I really enjoyed this show. I found it very inspirational and interesting. So if you get a chance to check it out, it's on Netflix and it's called Blown Away. During my last podcast, I mentioned the Bob Ross Cherrywood Fabrics Challenge, and the entries were due on July 1st. The finalists have been chosen, and winners were announced on August 1st. And the Bob Ross Quilt Challenge will be traveling on exhibit over the next year. On the same topic of Bob Ross, there was a little bit of uh, news in the art world about where his paintings are. The late Bob Ross is well known for his show, The Joy of Painting, where he walked through the creation of landscape oil paintings on public television, and he had a very unique personality. Now, A few people were curious what happened to all of those missing paintings. What happened to all of the paintings that he demonstrated during his show? Well, what's interesting is that he actually made three versions of the same painting. There was a reference version that he made before the show. There was the one on camera that we all see during the taping of the show. And then there was one that he used for instructional books that were made after the show. So the paintings are currently stored at Bob Ross, Inc. There are over 1,000 landscape paintings created by Bob Ross at Bob Ross, Inc. Some were donated to the Smithsonian National Museum of American History, but most of the paintings that he did are very hard to see in person, and they're not for sale. Quilters love patterns. From traditional blocks like log cabin, flying geese, and star blocks, to complex patterns like Lone Star and Mariner's Compass. Modern quilt patterns often offer unique geometrics and creative juxtapositions of shapes. Traditional applique patterns like Sunbonnet Sioux, or those reminiscent of Baltimore Album, to contemporary designs and symbols such as animals and pop culture. The variety of patterns available for free or for purchase could keep a quilter sewing for centuries, if we only had that much time to sew. 
So why would a quilter want to move away from the comfort and choice of using patterns? For the same reason a child would want to move away from coloring books to drawing their own pictures. Freedom of expression. Art is needed. The creation of an individual image is cultural, emotional, and personal. Art allows humans to create, communicate, and connect. It can be an avenue to share a story, whether that story is personal, cultural, political, or spiritual. This self-expression can help us grow and develop. As we explore a subject, we learn more about that subject and more about ourselves. There have been recent articles that claim creative activities help us to heal, physically and emotionally. Creating can relieve stress, increase our self-confidence, and give us a wider perspective of the world we live in. Art quilting, fiber arts, and mixed media is the medium we choose to work with. Beyond creation, sharing our art quilts with others helps us make human connections and be part of a community. It allows others to look at, analyze, and think about the art we have crafted from fabric and thread. The big question now is, how do we migrate from using patterns to creating our own artistic images? Perhaps we need to find our motivation, our inspiration, our muse. Whatever that motivation is will vary wildly for every individual, and the reasons for creating art will always be personal. The challenge is to identify and harness the, pardon me for sounding cliche, creative spark within you. So here are my tips for moving beyond the pattern. Try new things with fabric. Experiment and don't be afraid to flub it up. Look for inspiration in the mundane. Explore your everyday world. Don't be afraid to make a mess, literally, but also with the art itself. Consider it a practice sketch if you aren't happy with the results. Research something new to you. Choose a topic to learn more about. And always, always have a notebook or a sketchbook with you to capture fleeting creative thoughts. Can you learn to be creative? Absolutely. Creating art is learned, not some gift that we are born with. Creativity is an experience. It is the search for original ideas that originate from within you. As a teacher, I have taught creative writing. One of the challenges I face is that my young writers often experience a self-criticism where they will censor what they write because they feel it's not good or that other people are writing better. So they shut down and don't create anything. I've helped them conquer this self-censoring by asking them to address their censor monster head-on in battle. What are the reasons the work is not strong enough? Why isn't their creative voice acceptable to them? Spend some time alone analyzing what might be stopping you from moving forward with your art quilt. Do you fear being criticized for how it will look? Are you afraid that it won't be as good as art quilts others have made? What are some ways that you can search for your own creative spark? First of all, unplug and stop comparing yourself to others. When we turn to the internet for inspiration, 
it becomes this overwhelming void of stuff that may or may not lead us to the path we're seeking. The internet is a tool to be leveraged, but carefully and with a specific goal in mind. While Instagram and Pinterest might be fun to scroll through, it's a plethora of stuff other people have created. Look for something deeper within yourself, outside of the endless cycle of internet content. Try to make art personal and for yourself. When you start with your own personal reasons for creating, you connect with what is important to you. That personal connection to the art will allow you to create something that is more powerful and more meaningful. You will begin to feel the passion that's within you drive your work, and that passion will be illuminated through what you create. To find your own artistic voice, you need to actively seek inspiration, and you need to actively create. This inspiration can be found through a lot of things, from observing the micro world around you to exploring topics you've always been interested in but have never actually taken the time to research. Finding something that's inspiring to you is a personal journey, and everyone will be inspired by something different. Some ideas on how to search for inspiration? Go outside and observe nature. Meditate or practice mindfulness. Read inspirational quotes or texts. Make a bullet list of things you're passionate about. Collect images of things you find inspiring and put them on a design board. Have conversations with people about what is valuable to them. Connect with friends and family about what is important. Or even listen to music or watch videos in your favorite genre. Join a challenge or create your own challenge. I've mentioned Inktober before. Created by Jake Parker, Inktober is a daily inspiration word that encourages artists to create an ink drawing related to that word. Some of the words in the past have been tree, flight, juicy, poison, prickly, star. Using that daily word as an inspirational jumping point, the goal is to create a pen and ink drawing. The 2019 prompts will be posted on September 1st. Another inspirational challenge, also by Jake Parker, is called Design 100 Somethings. Choose one specific topic, butterflies for example, and create 100 interpretations of that topic. I recommend Jake's resources, including his podcast, Why You Should Do an Art Challenge, found at the Society of Visual Storytelling at svslearn.com. You can learn more about Jake Parker, his illustrations, and his creative challenges at mrjakeparker.com. If you're still stuck with a creative path to take, consider using randomization. Here to talk about this is my husband, professional artist and art teacher, Oliver Frid. Welcome, Oliver. Hello, how are you? My first question for you is, what are your thoughts on creativity and finding artistic voice? First off, you need to focus on something that you like. It's always important to pick something that you can relate to or something that you find interesting. That could be as simple as different types of animals or landscapes or even maybe some type of thing that you feel is you know, something that you believe in. It could be anything from 
human rights to saving the whales. Again, it's totally up to what you feel is you. Absolutely. Finding something personal will definitely help your inspiration. But I'm wondering, are there other ways to find inspiration? And what would you suggest? You might consider trying to use something that randomizes things. What I would suggest doing is creating a list of maybe between four to six or more different subject matters and then even breaking it down more than that. At least with six, you can use a six-sided dice to roll and you could do something kind of like gamification to kind of randomize what the subject might be. From there, you could easily, like, let's say you're doing types of birds. You could have waterfowl, songbirds, hawks, and so on and so forth. And then from there, maybe you break it down into species or even using a different like color palette than actually what they look like. So what you would do is you might have one round of type of bird and then maybe color choices. Maybe you choose just something like... Uh, analogous colors or complementary colors or perhaps using warm or cool colors and how that all works together. Again, you can use fabric and colors in many different ways to make a very interesting palette because that's really what you're doing. When you're creating an art quilt, you're using a palette, but in this case, instead of paint, you're using fabric and it can lead to some very interesting possibilities. Okay, so you've created a list of random subjects that you might be interested in creating into an art quilt. What's the next step? How can quilt artists use this randomization to move forward and get inspiration from this list? Well, what it does is it frees you from having to worry about what you're doing because it's become random, and at that point you have to decide whether you're going to stick with it because you can always change your mind and do something different and go through changing what you do through, again, either random choice or through using dice, which, again, with game theory, there's many different types of dice out there. You can get anything from 20-siders to four-siders to six-siders, which everyone's really common with. Usually at education stores, they have a good selection of that stuff. Um, the thing is, though... You have to want to do it, of course. And if you find yourself in a place where you don't feel like you want to do it, obviously try out something different because you might find that you're looking at the list and go, you know what, I really want to do this. And that's completely fine. There are no rules. The rules are what you make them. It just depends on what you feel comfortable doing. Again, you could use digital images that you've photog yeah, done photography for, or you could use things from the internet. You just make sure that you change them at least by 60% so that they're more you. Otherwise, it's considered a study. So just kind of keep that in mind. I really like your concept of game theory, and that really helps to make art fun. I think it's important to look at creation and inspiration as something that's fun and exciting, because what happens if it becomes a chore is that it's no longer appealing to you. What do you think about that? I think it's important to understand that in the end, it's about you. And if it's not something you're enjoying, don't do it. I've found myself in some of my own artwork that I've done, be it watercolor or even using fabric, that I read it, reach an ending point. And 
you might find yourself after one piece going, I am done with this. I would like to switch gears. And that's completely fine. Again, it really depends on you. It depends on what you like, what you want to accomplish, and what really sparks your interest, because that's going to be the thing that pushes you to do more. And you might reach that point where you find something where you're like, oh my goodness, this is like my thing. And there are some artists, regardless of media, who do that. I mean, you look at somebody like um, Degas, where he created all these images related to dancers. That was what he focused on, and that was his interest. So it really depends on who you are, what you're interested in, and what you want to do, because it really is about you. So art quilts are really a modern medium. How would this relate to the 21st century and what we're doing today? Something you have to understand is we went through modernism and postmodernism, both art um, periods that you can research if you like and see different artists that have experienced it. What we have come to now in the 21st century is art that is self. Everything has been done, but it has not been done by you. You're the person who brings the art into a very personal place and creates something as an art quilt that expresses something that you believe in or you enjoy. And that's the most important thing, that we learn that we as the artist are the person who writes the story, not the art or the art critic. It's about you. And it's about you and your creation and what you truly feel will be something that represents your passion. Thank you so much for sharing your insight, Oliver. Well, I do everything I can to help as many people that I can, regardless of being somebody who's in elementary school or an adult or somebody who's learning far beyond their years. Again, I think it's important that we all understand that we're constantly being life learners, and I hope to hear and talk to you again. Thank you for being with us. So I really think that you need to make that creativity work for you. Use your thoughts to your advantage. Try to capture those fleeting ideas through a journal or your sketchbook. If you do feel pulled to something, explore that more. Spend more time sketching it or write down keywords to help you springboard to the next step in your creativity. My tool tip for this podcast is about lighting your art quilt studio. When it comes to lighting, we have a few choices, sunlight or artificial light. An artificial light can include incandescent, fluorescent and CFL, LED, or halogen. The choice of light can affect your color choices as different types of light make colors appear warm or cool. Incandescent bulbs, for example, have a yellow cast. Fluorescent and CFL can be good, especially the CFL because it's not as warm as standard fluorescent bulbs. LED bulbs are a great choice. They do take a little bit to warm up, but I think the LED light is very clean and gives a good lighting to whatever you're working on. Sunlight, I think, is a good choice, but not direct sunlight. It needs to be diffused sunlight and not so bright that it can make things washed out or overglared. When thinking about lighting for your art quilt studio, it's not so much about the fixture, but it's about the bulb that's used in it. 
Thank you for listening to the Soliloquies podcast. In this episode, I talked a little bit about the new Netflix show called Blown Away. I spoke a little bit more about Bob Ross and the Cherrywood Fabric Challenge. I explored many different ways to look for inspiration in moving beyond the pattern. And the very quick tooltip was about lighting, which I could talk more about in detail. The next Soliloquies podcast episode is The Platypus Problem, where I will talk about finding source images to use as reference for your art quilt creations. Soliloquies can be found at soliloquies.com, and that's S-E-W-L-I-L-O-Q-U-I-E-S. Thank you.